0: Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam, on Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Go. What's goody, Hot Breathiverse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros I'm your host, comedian Joel Byers, and this episode today is our weekly Q&A we do with our good buddy, fellow working comedian, Yoshi So. So if you want to join us live. Okay, that was Yoshi. Yo, yo.
1: Yo, yo, Yoshi So. I like to come in aggressive, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's an aggressive day for Yoshi. He's just avoiding his family. That's why he does this. But Or sleep-deprived.
1: It's one of the two.
0: Every Tuesday, we do this live stream on our YouTube channel and Facebook group. If you listen to the podcast, you know the drill by now. Mm-hmm. So join us on this live stream to get your questions answered directly. And we're going to get into it. Right? Meow. Meow. So. Now. Cinema quirks. Oh, and I want to talk about the amazing weekend of podcasting that, that was, we just had. But let's I mean. get let's get to some questions first. All right. Um. Amen. You know let let's tease the kids a little bit. Let's give <laughs> them a little. What happened? You know what I mean. We got
1: content. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying. Three three
0: content. bangers went oh. off this weekend. Oh, I ain't even trying to flex but 3 by 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 bangers but um first off uh cinema quirks says who's both of your comedians that you watch to get inspired
1: mm. Mm. i mean i got there's probably a, there's local comedians that i watch to get inspired and then there's like national comedians that i watch to get inspired For inspiration, I watched the work ethic of two people, uh, Ali Sadiq and Sam Morell. Those two folks right there, I love their hustle and what they do from a comedy perspective outside of just like their joke writing and just how good they are, Um, just like the amount and the way that they move in the comedy space, two very different ways of moving, but both very, very inspiring. And then locally, man, I think there's just some comedians. Uh, one of my favorite in the city that I think is a monster is Hank Denson. And just the way that Hank moves in the city and the way that he works and the way that he just like, he's got so many things figured out. He's like a, a great mentor. He helps out a lot of comedians. So that's like my local like uh, person who I watch. But yeah, and that's from Atlanta, right? So that's the only you know, that's, that's a perspective I have, but on a national level, Chappelle, I mean, uh, Morel and Mr. Ali Sadiq. I don't know why I call him Mr. Mm. He's just old school. <laughs> Those
0: are some good ones. Yeah. Cinema Quirk yeah. said Chappelle yeah. is his very nice. I mean, mine, honestly, I don't know if I watch any headliners or anything. Or like, I mean, like famous comics to get inspired. I'm really more inspired locally, you know. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. that's usually where I get more inspired. I mean, at the top of the food chain. I mean, what Tom Segura is doing mm. as a comedian and a businessman Big facts. Big facts. is not talked about enough. And not, I definitely get inspiration from more of his business savvy than anything. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what he does on stage, but how he's able to parlay his brand into a literal media empire. Now that people really aren't talking about that much, but he is, he has silently really taken over the comedy game in a major way.
1: He's snipering. He's snipering out there. Yeah. He's he's out here just. Yeah. Just huge arena tours.
0: Uh, He has his own podcast network. He's really, um, He's and then race. doing
1: specials in English and Spanish. Like, yeah. just out here working the system. He's one of the OG and
0: Netflix comics,
1: based. too. He yep. actually
0: put his first special on Netflix by default because no one else would take it. And then now he's become, like, one yeah, of the faces of Netflix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely him. Uh, on the business side, I would say. But locally, there's Vincent Bryant. Mm. is he's a local comic um i mean he's he's from st louis but he just dropped a don't tell that's really dope he he opened up for miss pat he's a like a writer and a producer on miss pat's show getting to see him work is just undeniable every time so i really enjoy watching him um and just the new jokes he's doing and things like that um you know, and even thinking of the, the young, the younger guns, you know, yeah. the Daniel Delano, you know, I like, mm-hmm. I like this kid. I've liked this yep. kid from the jump before he he started in Atlanta and then moved back to Boston yeah. and then he came back to Atlanta. But I've been, I've been on this kid since, since he was here the first time. And I really like his hustle and just what, what he's batty batty in this game. So he, he's a Vincent more of a peer and then Daniel, a younger gun in the game. Uh, who I still seek inspiration from, that there is hope for these young cats out here. You know, there's they're not all out here just chasing quick crowd work clips. Um, although, you yeah. know, Daniel's very consistent in content game, but he's actually yeah. a, a practitioner of the craft, which I greatly appreciate and find inspiration sure. for these young comics that there is still that grit out there.
1: Mm, I like that. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah, yeah that's a good question.
0: All people. Yeah. yeah, and the same for any comics in your own scenes is like find inspiration in other surrounding comedians around you. You know, they don't have to be older or more experienced, but it could be a peer or someone you just like what they're yeah. doing or the risks they're taking or just their work ethic. You know, find inspiration from the comics around you and if you can, befriend them and kind of... Get get what they call in the game the rub, where you get around other people and you start to pick up on their 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 magic, and it rubs off on you. You really get that inspiration. Big facts. Yes. Uh, Oz Morris asks, "Did a mic not the best at a bar and was pretty filthy? How do you stay clean when the only thing that's getting a laugh is shock humor at the venue?"
1: Mm. I, I would actually say stay clean for mm-hmm. your at that venue because you will stand out for being cleaner. Uh, just because people are laughing at the filth doesn't mean that that is the only thing that's funny. Straight up. Do what you intended to do. And if you intended to do clean, stay clean. Funny is funny whether it's filthy or whether it's clean. And if that's what you're rocking with and you're going with clean, just stay to that as much as possible. Don't let what people have laughed at influence what you're trying to do. You came to the open mic to get practice. Make sure you leave having practiced your actual set or whatever you intended to do straight up.
0: Yeah, stick to your guns even when it's uncomfortable. I mean, that's really the only way to get better is to just stick to your guns, do what's true to you. And the more you do that, the stronger it'll get. And you're talking about clean jokes, not really hitting there. Well, that's when you really get the development side on that. That's the dead list of comedy. When you're sitting in yeah. there, you're doing your clean material and it's not quite hitting, but that it's getting stronger. It's getting forged. It's getting just beaten and calloused to where it gets stronger. It's kind of like you break a bone, And it grows back stronger. Same
1: thing with your jokes.
0: (laughs) If you get broken on stage, you'll
1: come back. Yep. They'll let you know that audience be like, "Ooh, that's not as funny as you thought it was when you were sitting on the toilet there, homie, for show, Uh, for show. And then you come back, you rewrite, recraft, add tags, you know, figure out what, why did it not hit? What, what was it about the subject? you know, make it more concise, you know, the, the editing of comedy. And that's where the magic a lot happens is in the editing um, and listening back. If, if you're a new comic, do yourself a favor, record everything that you do, Mm -hmm. all of it, every single thing that you do, no matter what mic you're on, record it in some way. It doesn't have to be physical video, but audio everything and make sure you listen back to it. It's so helpful just to hear yourself and it's painful sometimes but i make sure that i at least hear myself one time every gig that i do
0: yep so just just stay in there oz give them the goods you know i mean listen early on in my career i'm doing strip clubs mm. where the comic before me is mfing
1: yeah and, and grinding that? and Joe Byers, Mr. Clean, <laughs> Mr. Just, you know, I don't remember the last time I heard him say a curse word. On, from the on trenches, the, fam. From the trenches is doing quip clubs, Squip squit, 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 squit clubs. Because, <laughs> that, <laughs> because that was a mic that gave him time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you're going to work in environments that are just like not the greatest. Um, Yeah, there's some shows in town. There's some open mic that I did about two weeks ago that I was like, oh, (laughs) I should be packing while I'm in here. And uh, very much didn't feel safe, but did it and liked what I did and was able to figure out how to work out some jokes. But yeah, just work it's not always going to be pretty but we got to figure it out that's why we do it yes sir and i want to get to this question that i
0: saw on twitter um about a week x. ago x. and i missed it but um x oh x <laughs> <laughs> x excuse me x x excuse me and shout out to everyone i uh, i just released our video about just for last festival and i sent to our email list like a link for people to share on social media and they have been and i'm greatly grateful for that so ryan r asked hey would love to see a video on your view And attributes of a successful ending to a bit, please. Hmm. I mean, I, it's, it's, uh, my interpretation of this was basically like how to end the joke the best way possible. Yeah. So that's how I read it. And my interpretation of that is just, you want the biggest laugh at the end. Yes. Yes. That's basically joke writing, is you want it to crescendo to the biggest laugh. So whether it's a one-liner, it's just set up punchline, or it's a joke with several tags, each tag you add to the joke has to enhance the joke and make the joke better and not be like, oh, a tag for the sake of having a tag to a joke. And then it's actually a smaller laugh than the initial punchline. Each tag needs to be building. That's why a tag is also called a topper as well because it needs to top mm-hmm. the previous punchline so basically a successful ending to a bit ideally would be like applause you know but basically crescendoing there's several laughs that get incrementally louder and louder and then end on the loudest laugh so that's how Bam. i like that yeah
1: yep that's exactly what it is uh okay cool but that's also and from a writing perspective, it's about practicing whether your setup punch gets you the biggest laugh, your setup punch, toppers, tags, act outs get you the biggest laugh, setup punch, toppers, tags, another setup tag kind of thing gets you the biggest laugh. That's why you work it out on stage, is you don't know until you try those things out on stage. But yeah, I mean, I think the most successful jokes, I would say, have that formulaic setup punch tag topper tag where you dive deeper into the joke and then you get a crescendo of a huge laugh at the end that's that for me feels like kind of ultimate joke in terms of getting that big ah kind of feel where yeah when you can get an applause break you you don't say anything else you just (laughs) sit in that Mm -hmm. let it come (laughs)
0: Yeah, and that's a good follow up with uh, Aaron or Bruce asked if you define a joke as a bit. I I typically def- I mean, yeah, comedy, I mean, there's so many subjective interpretations, <laughs> but basically I um I see I think of a bit as like a few jokes together. It's like I see a joke yes. as kind of like an individual joke and then you may have maybe maybe have a few jokes about marriage i would consider all those jokes together like a bit about marriage so it's a few Mm. jokes and each individual joke is kind of its own individual
1: thing for sure yeah yeah. that's 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 what i consider yeah yeah that's that that sounds about right like i feel like i've got several topics or like headlines think about it i almost think about it like as headlines, I'll talk about marriage. I'll talk about kids. I'll talk about being an immigrant, for example, right. And this like reality of what my set is. And then I've got certain bits around kids, around marriage, around, uh, those, but then there's a lot of setup, punchline and jokes inside each one of those. So it's just kind of a breakdown of certain topics. So yeah, it's a bit yeah, for sure.
0: But yeah, don't, um, Don't get too over-concerned with, like, certain phrases or specific definitions. Just, like, what makes most sense to you, like, go for it. I mean, we've interviewed basically every author in the game, and everyone kind of has their own vernacular and, like, interpretations of certain aspects of comedy. But overall, yeah, whatever makes most sense to you, if you see a bit as just a joke, then, you know, go for it that way. As long as you're funny, that's really (laughs) <laughs> all that matters. Um which Drew Beekler, a New York comic who is very funny, his question is I'm starting to reach out to bookers. Is reaching out by sending a message through the website contact page um wait, I'm starting to reach out to bookers is reaching out by sending a message through the website's contact page for the club that has that form you fill well, if you're, basically, if you're contacting them it? this way, then you're definitely not getting booked. <laughs> Am I reading this wrong?
1: Yeah, he's basically saying, should I contact them using the form that's on their website, or will it get overlooked, or is it better to find like the direct email to the booker? Or whether mm. it's going to the same place. So he's basically saying, should he use the form that they've got on the website, or does that get overlooked? uh or do you find the direct email to the booker the answer is yes all of it <laughs> like do all those things whatever way you can reach to the booker i mean if you've got their email bam use that uh, when you start reaching out to bookers obviously it helps to have personal relationships but also the other thing that helps is to get a vouch from a comedian that they might know, or comedians that already works the club. That definitely helps you get leverage inside those clubs when someone else says, Oh, yeah, that guy, hilarious, that gal, hilarious. Um, that definitely helps. So reach out. Yes, the answer is yes. However, you can get to the booker, get to the booker.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and a vouch is going to be your best form of currency, like, mm. for sure a voucher referral from a respected comedian that they know is definitely going to be your best in, which is a big part why we talked about, you know, we started this off congratulating Yoshi about getting to the world series of comedy and a big value of world series is that networking are making those connections that you can then use as a referral. Um, so yeah, but yeah, contact any and every way they make available. But when you're contacting, it's always best to have a point of reference of like, so-and-so referred me to you. Um, definitely increases your chances by, I mean, the majority. 90%, I would say. Um, Next question I'm seeing here. Oh, boy. Einar Christashansson. My apologies um, But he says he lives in a really small country So this is very exciting He says any tips for comedians who live in A really small country with no comedy clubs And no guarantee the crowd will show up At the three open mics we have mm. And where are you based? That's awesome
1: Yeah, that's very awesome I, uh, My default answer would be if there are no places to do comedy start a place to do comedy and get people to come to that place to watch comedy as much as possible uh one of the things that everyone wants is obviously butts and seats and everyone wants to be able to do some kind of entertainment if they're a venue is reach out to your local bars any kind of area that has people or find places that there's already entertainment happening and see if they'd be open to an open mic open to having a showcase. That's probably the best place I would say is to start is if you can't find anything, start one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. He's uh, he's from Iceland. Mm. Which is very cool. Look the hot breath of I tell you what, we out, we out, here. out here That is so cool. Uh, and then I had a had a comedian DM me from Portugal today, which was very nice. cool. I Man, it was just all over nice. the world. Noise. Uh so yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's starting your own shows is a great way. But yeah, make the most of the situation. Which sounds like you're doing. You said there's three open mics. So just get on those as much as you possibly can and keep developing that way.
1: (laughs) Aranor said, You should write an opening joke about your name.
0: (laughs) Oh, about Einar? Yeah. Or however you say
1: it, I don't want to butcher it
0: we're all we're
1: we're all doing a terrible job i'm not even going to attempt it
0: yeah sorry buddy but we appreciate you watching and hope hope for the best for you out there in iceland
1: yeah oh, he yeah. said bill burr took a took a once took a set there it went belly up in covid <laughs> oh they, when he said he used to have a comedy club there oh that's yeah. so
0: cool <laughs> yeah and if you're able to travel traveling helps you know i mean that's I don't know how convenient it is in Iceland, but I know like people that live in smaller towns in America, a good way to get outside your comfort zone is to just go to the next town over that has shows going on, whether it's 30 minutes or, you know, two hours away. That's a Mm -hmm. make a trip with your other comedian comedians in your local scene and make a little road trip of it
1: for sure.
0: Um, next question. Is from Ronnie Almendarez. What do you think about this? Oh, wait. It <laughs> turns out to be a. What do you think about this? A Craigslist ad that turns out to be a showcase that wants to if me to bring five patrons at twenty five dollars each. Sounds like if you can.
1: If you can uh, <laughs> if you can afford it, then do it. But if it feels uncomfortable, don't do it. I mean, I, I, I know that feels like a non-answer, but um, there's a lot of places where you may not have a choice but to do a bringer show where you got to get people to pay. I know a lot of spaces, not a lot, a couple of places in New York do that, where it's got to be a bringer and they've got to pay money to come see you. So, I mean, everyone's trying to stay open and everyone's trying to get business. So if you feel comfortable being okay with that, then by all means, see if you can find five people that are paid $25 to get in for sure. But the hard part about that is that that's usually like a one-time thing. You're not going to be able to repeat that on a monthly basis and find like five new people. That's super hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think if it's like for a showcase where then – maybe you can get up more at the place, then that might be a worthwhile thing. For sure,
0: for sure. Uh, Next question. Is... Oh, we had a younger comic question. I think I scrolled past. Scripto, I'm a young teen interested in comedy. Got any tips like step by step for jokes well we have a lot of videos mm-hmm. about joke writing
1: um if we, we can got give courses this young on team. joke writing we got courses on joke writing as well uh yep. i'm sure joel will put the link out for the courses on joke writing uh yep. stuff on hosting stuff on producing a show things on getting your set nice and tight but yeah we definitely got a lot of resources Uh, The hot breath network is full of resources as well on how to get better writing jokes. So yeah, we out here, man. There's a lot of places that you can definitely go. Um, And then, you know, I'd say probably the biggest thing is the interviews with the amazing people that we've done interviews with and just the clinics they put on about uh, the, how to write all the, you know, we, because this is a podcast for all types of comedians when comedians come on here they give the goods they're like this is my process this is how I work this is where I find nuggets and all those things are just good good stuff and we reference it all the time I mean I know I started using the walk around method that Mark Norman talked about about his jokes where he'll just start walking around start saying it just to get it out of his body I was like oh, that's freaking amazing. And it just worked for me after I heard it on the podcast and I started doing it.
0: Indeed. So, yeah, we have all those resources there for you, buddy. And just a quick tip off the dome before we get into the other questions. I, You know, just write what you know. Don't try to make up things or write similar to other of your favorite comedians and such, but really like write what you know. What is what is unique about your life? What is going on in your life right now that you can write material about? That's really going to separate you from everyone else in the comedy game is writing you. So There's Damn. a good tip for you there, fam. Bing. But a young teen getting in the game. Congrats. Yeah. I think uh, another young teen named Matt Reif started at those early ages and now look at them so um same with dave chappelle so if you you know start now the sooner you're gonna get famous and get on hot breath (laughs) no big deal
1: yep yep
0: i see one here from todd strange i'm hitting some open mics and doing a second workshop that has a set at flappers I've been using bringer shows to get good footage and make content to get it out there on socials. Is that okay?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing when you're, when you're starting out and you want footage, however, you can get footage, please do it. And if you're making content, that's the thing we've learned. We're talking even with social media folks. Very few people planned on the content that was going to go viral. They were just putting out content. And the thing that hit wasn't the thing that they thought would hit because that's how virality works in social media. People are just putting out content to see what sticks. um, And then something resonates and gets shared. uh, And then bam, you have folks like AJ Wilkerson who put out something on TikTok, it blew up. And he's now touring with Burt Kreischer, has done an entire tour and he's working the system. I mean, he's just crushing it right now, but it was just content. He was just making content. He was like, let me just put some stuff out there. Um, Not just, but like he was figuring out, hey, I've got this content. Let's see what happens when I put it out there. And it stuck. So yeah, find more ways to put out content. And if you got footage for it, go do that. So the answer to your question is yes, just do it.
0: Agreed. Yeah. And Todd said he's new. So and this is something we got into on the live podcast that went down this past weekend. Our first ever live podcast event. But a a young comic in the crowd asked basically about, like, creating content and such. And it's it's personal preference in terms of when you want to start doing it. Um, But, I mean, my personal opinion is, you know, have at least somewhat of a solid set that if you go viral and you do start selling tickets, that people have a show to come see. Essentially, like you don't want you don't want to post something and then it goes viral and then you have five minutes. Maybe you have five minutes. Best case scenario, you know, because that five turns into two real quick, just like just like headlining (laughs) that 45 goes to 20 real quick. And it hurts when you're in the deep end. (laughs) <laughs> and there's no one to save you because you're the headliner. But, yeah, I don't want to tell Young Comics not to post or whatnot, but just be mindful that whatever you post is most likely going to live on forever in the on the Internet. So making sure it's something you're proud of, that you don't mind is out there forever, that you don't mind that this is the clip that you may become known for, mm. you know. Um, so... Just be mindful of that and what you post But share away If, if, that's, if that's what you want to do Yeah Yep Um Here we go Oh, Sunny Messiah, have you stopped reviewing Comedy specials? There are a lot of good specials I thought you would have evaluated Example Namesh Patel's Based on his testicular cancer Did I miss it? Mm. Yeah. We stopped doing them a little bit there, you know, you know, when everything's free, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool things we could be doing. Um, uh, but we are full-time comedians. So the most important thing is that we're paying the bills and, um, those comedy specials weren't paying the bills but they were fun to do (laughs) and we do we do enjoy them and you know when i've seen the comedians that we've reviewed um they've all been very complimentary and they all really like them so it is something cool that we could bring back yeah um which people are commenting that they do they do like the reviews
1: yeah we like them too yeah. i think it's just a time space continuum of where we put our time and our efforts and yeah. yeah we're not like against doing it uh if we find a avenue by which we can do them again we'll definitely hit them up but it's not like gone forever we're not like just completely against it for sure yeah
0: um oh and ryan rose asks is a type five generally what will get you started paid basically there's a type five when you start to get paid i mean a hosting set is 10 minutes like you know that's usually like the entry level position of a comedian is hosting now i'm not saying you can't host and you only have like a type five minute set um the type five is usually what you want to have recorded to send to bookers That's usually what festivals want to see. That's usually what bookers want to see is what is your type five? So that's a great milestone in your comedy career when you do have a type five minute set. But I can't say that's when, oh, I have a type five. Now I'm going to start getting paid,
1: you know? Um, Think of a type five as your comedy resume. mm. It's your resume to get other things. It's the resume that the industry uses to say, If you can do five minutes, I think I can imagine you doing 10 minutes, right? Or maybe even like 15 minutes. Uh, Very few people are gonna book uh, features, which is a feature does anywhere between 20 to like 35 minutes off of watching five minutes. They're probably gonna want to see something even longer so they know that you can do the entire breadth of time. But I've seen bookers book host off of seeing their five-minute set because they're not asking you to do a long time up top if it's at a traditional club that's basically doing host feature headliner uh, which is what most clubs do most comedy clubs do um, in terms of the lineup so a five-minute set is your resume it's the thing that gets you on the map it's the thing that you showcase with and in, in the comedy business when you get a tight 5 that is like your your the best of the best of your stuff and what you can use then for festivals that's what festivals look for most festivals ask for your tight 5 some ask for tight 3 minutes some ask for 7 some even ask for 10 but very mm-hmm. few festivals are going to ask for anything longer than seven minutes. Honestly, I don't know any festivals. I was like, yeah, yeah, should be 10 minutes because that's a lot of video to watch <laughs> for someone. Cause these festivals, they get anywhere from like a thousand, 2000 submissions. That's a lot of hours to watch for a lot of comedians. So five minutes is usually the thing
0: for sure. Uh, and that's what they do on late night, you know like yep. it is it is kind of like that learning how to write a tight five is really where it all starts and the skills you learn in developing a type five minute set are going to translate into developing your feature set and developing your headliner set the five minute set is really where it all starts for a comedian and really learning the skills of writing and performing and refining boom 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 Which is a, which really ties into this one I missed, but Oz had followed up about joke writing and asked, uh, too often it seems I get to the punchline and move on. When do you know there's more meat on the bone?
1: Mm, Meat on the bones question. The meat on the good old bones. Uh, I would say every joke, you should have at least one tag to try out right? Just to try it out. If you're working on your set and you don't have a tag, basically you're, I think you're already leaving meat on the bones after the punchline, if you're just ending at the punchline. Um, And this is where I think you'll be able to gauge was that tag worthwhile. If you're not getting additional laughs on that tag, then maybe it was just good with the punchline. And then add another tag uh, and then see if you're getting more meat on the bones. So I'd probably say you don't know until you add the tags on top of the actual punchline itself.
0: Yeah. I don't want to sound too vague, but it really is like if they're laughing about something, that means they're enjoying it and they want to hear more about that specific joke you're talking about. So usually where there's a laugh, there's an opportunity to add tags and Pookie and Pookie just asked, what is a tag? Which is, um, I think something we kind of took for granted a little bit earlier, and I was thinking that as we were using the phrase tag that some people may not know. <laughs> but a tag is essentially like a punchline connected to another punchline, essentially. Like the the example I like to use is like, I have a joke about washing dishes, and I say, um, that job paid eight bucks an hour and drug tested. You should have to pick one, you know, pay me money or let me be high at work. So <laughs> the, the first, the joke is like the job paid $8 an hour and drug tested. And then the tag is you should have to pick one. And then another tag is whatever I just said. Sorry, I was high <laughs> when I said it the first time. No, <laughs> no. Like you should have to pick one, pay me money or let me be high at work. So that joke. It's a joke yeah. with two tags. So it's basically yep. a punchline on top of another punchline. Yeah. That's yeah. the, that's the most generic, just simplified way to define
1: it. Yeah. But a, it, yeah. Go ahead. For, for tags and toppers, they don't need another setup. They're just right. shortened versions of a punchline that's already has context. So it makes sense. So it's more that like, they are not a reset up of another joke. They're really just punchline adjacent is the best way to describe them.
0: Yeah. And a good thinking of a tag. It also, when you try to add a tag, it should be relevant to the setup of the joke. That's basically how, a tag works, is it still relevant to that initial setup? And it's just adding another laugh to that setup. But like we talked about earlier, you want each tag to get incrementally funnier and funnier. You want the laughs to get louder and louder as you do more tags. A lot of times I'll see comics add tags to have tags, but it actually fizzles out the joke. You want each tag to make the joke stronger and stronger and stronger
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah good call good questions there um great question oh and dubs general said i want to say congratulations on your live podcast can't wait for it to go on the road Yeah. yo we we did it yeah we did in a major way we did the Mm -hmm. first ever hot breath live with the show's first ever guest rob hayes he was guest number one on the podcast over seven years ago he was in town filming his debut comedy special and we met up comedy hype studios and we did our first ever live podcast and
1: it was amazing fire 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 fire, so good Fire, so good. One hundred fire. One hundred fire. Fire
0: fire. Oh, do you want you want your sound effect for that one? I gotta here it is. Fire, fire, fire. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Rob has been a fan in day one, supporter of the show, and
1: absolutely he started
0: here in Atlanta, moved to New York, got on Jimmy Fallon, moved to LA, got on James Corden wrote on mm-hmm. a bunch of cool shows and great shows. The SBs yeah. and a bunch of different events and things like that. So yeah. he's one of these cats that's really built up a comedy career and parlayed into several other careers as well in podcasting and in writing and more. So it's uh he was the perfect guest to have on the live. Um Yoshi really pulled through, came through, yeah. DJ Yoshi was in the building and in the and building. Yoshi's laugh. Yoshi's laugh kept the whole (laughs) Yoshi's laugh was just like, it was like my, my savior. Every time I heard him laugh, I was like, all right, we're doing all right. We're doing good here. But the live experience was really interesting. And I did get some DMS about like, we need to do more live events, you know? And yeah, it was, um, someone suggested we do a hot breath tour where we have like four or five comics on a show and we like tour around and stuff. So honestly, it's not a bad idea even just to do, a hot breath live stand-up show in different markets Boom. where these comedians can bring people.
1: <laughs> Boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone in the hot breathiverse has, you know,
1: yeah. thinks they can I get mean, some
0: people out to a show, let's do a hot you breath. I mean?
1: We'll go to Iceland, baby. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? We'll bring, we'll bring the people out. <laughs> yeah. Four. Yeah, that sounds fun, man. I'm, sure. I'm excited. I'm excited because I think that for us, it's kind of like our wheelhouse. Not only talking about comedy, but being able to actually do comedy. Because uh, outside of, you know, serving y'all with these answers, we love the gang, baby. We love that stage, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love the comedy. And so, yeah, for sure. I think taking this thing out on the road and uh helping comics but also like actually doing live sets in front of different audiences that's that's where it's at baby
0: but you're saying we just do like a stand-up show not like A? Q&A. no
1: both son both <laughs> yeah
0: oh like a stand-up show q a yeah huh yeah. i was just thinking just like a stand-up show no and the q a we
1: do it all oh. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Well, we got to listening- give the goods. We give the goods, like we give the work, and then we give the goods of the Q yeah, and A.
0: Yeah. Anyone we- listening that wants to think so, my scene or my little town would be a good place to do a comedy show. Send us a DM. Slide in the DMs on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Hot Breath Pod.
1: Yeah. And let's no feet pictures let's I've talk. had enough of
0: yeah. no no feet pictures yes <laughs> or or comment about it in our Facebook group as well we're very active in there as well so um sure. yeah let's yeah let's keep the conversation going there I'm definitely open for sure um a hundred percent 100 I'd love 100. to get up to Toronto 100. so if anyone 100. help make that happen yeah I'd be forever it's grateful now uh but we also we uh the hot breath live was super dope and uh with Rob Hayes and I also interviewed uh Michael Yo mm. this weekend
1: mm. the Blasian himself yeah Michael Murdered. Yo standing ovation yeah. killed
0: yeah. I did this was one of the uh this was one of those just um punk rock interviews where you do it in the green room between shows. It's just gritty. It's sweaty. It's just one of those raw comedy talks that mm-hmm. usually happen when it's an in-between show kind of green room interview. Yeah. So those are usually shorter, but they're usually packed with info. And Michael just, he brought so much game. Cause Love he's one that. of those OGs that just embraced technology and then blew up type deal. He bet on himself. He produced his own comedy special and then he just blew up from there. So and it was incredible to see him live, just the poise and the confidence and the pacing and the storytelling. It was a, it was a masterclass for sure. And um, Thursday I interviewed uh, Gianmarco Sarezi, who has blown up on social media, hundreds of thousands of followers. He sold out the punchline on a Thursday. It was just a one nighter. Uh, he was, he was here for a night, and then he was, like, moved on to Raleigh the next day. But talk this guy lands. The, literally, the first thing he does is the podcast. Like, literally, he lands. Like, I beat him to the hotel. Like, he literally, like, landed and then was like, all right, I'll be there in a minute. And then we just, he didn't even unpack. He literally just, like, did the interview. He had watched some of the episodes he was really complimentary of. The Ian Bag one, mm. and um, going into crowd work and stuff with Ian Bag. So he um, – it was really funny because he's known – he's blown up a lot on social media doing crowd work. So I was asking him about, like, are crowds disru- disruptive because they're expecting crowd work? And he was like, it really hasn't been that much of a problem. And then this show, like, five people were yelling out through <laughs> throughout the show. Like, people were very um, – excited to see him. And they were very, um, they were very vocal about it. Like no one Mm -hmm. was like trying to ruin the show, but they were like trying to be a part of it. So
1: yo, I mean, and that's the, that's the beautiful part about gaining your own crowd like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that the people in your crowd, they're like, man, this feels like family. Right. And when they're not disruptive, it's actually really fun. It's only when it gets disruptive you're like all right we you know we kind of came here to be entertaining we are gonna need you to chill a little bit but when they're not they you're right they do become a part of the show
0: yeah and he he handled it very well like it didn't like ruin the show i mean there was like yeah. a drunk guy at one time he had to just be like sir i cannot talk to you the entire time <laughs> <laughs> like he's like there's a room full of people here so like he, he had to shut that one guy down but all of it was like very um it was all very supportive and it was it was really interesting to see because michael yo has like a super engaged online fan base too and they it's yeah there's a different level of connection like seeing like these people who have blown up on social media and seeing them with their fans it's like there's like a very just intimate and authentic connection that you you can feel the difference in in like the showroom it was really it was really cool to see and to really like feel and like to see the crowd's point of view and then talk to the comedian about their point of view on everything that's happening and what's been built like it was it was really it was really cool and inspiring for sure it was all positive and um, just a yeah very very busy weekend for sure
1: that's awesome we out here man putting in that work for shizzle but it
0: seems we are about to uh the end of this show dubs general said he's got a good room in florida for us okay Mm. well yeah slide in the dms fam and we can talk about if slide
1: slide slide
0: what's goody in the hoodie and y'all don't forget hit us up send us a dm on uh instagram or twitter if you guys want to do a show together in your scenes and um all that will be linked in the show notes of the episode as well if you guys want to connect with us and Join the email list and uh, the Facebook group where we do the Daily Joke Writing Contest. Just so many cool things.
1: So many. So many
0: cool things happening here at the Hot Breath Earth that we're so grateful that y'all are a part of. Yeah. It's the closing music. This is it, my friends. Please, we would love to meet you on this live stream. Join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel and in our Facebook group. We'd love to meet you there and answer your questions directly. But until next Tuesday, bye, y'all. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.